0: Hey folks, this is Vince, the Evil DM, the Pod Father of OSR podcasting, broadcasting to you from the great state of Texas. Good morning, everybody. Good afternoon and good evening, depending on when you're listening to this. So we spoke a little bit about TSR the other day and what they're doing. We're not sure what's going to happen with them, so we're just waiting on basically what the heck they're going to do. Hopefully what they do will be amazing. I have high hopes for them doing some cool stuff. I mean, if it's just basically clone stuff of what they used to do, I'm perfectly happy with that. I'm just happy to see the TSR logo label back with Gygax Family and uh, being run like an old TSR company. Not to say that when the other TSR games run by Jason Elliott was bad. No, I'm. this is TSR now. <laughs> no offense to Jason. Cool dude, but no, no offense. Anyway... The point of this podcast was that I was thinking after various people have asked me and demanded and questioned and emailed, why is Roll for Initiative not coming back? Roll for Initiative left because the three creators of the show, or the three hosts of the show, decided it was time to end the show after 10 years, 11 years. Uh... Though there was was still a small chunk of audience that did like the show as it was, majority of people did not like it. I did enjoy doing the show. It was my first real show that actually took off, went somewhere, other than Darker Days, which was what I did for White Wolf, back when White Wolf was actually fun (laughs) and owned by White Wolf. That was a, a fun adventure that we went through. And uh, Roll for Initiative did a lot better. It was recognized by Wizards of the Coast at the time. Not that that really matters, but they did listen. They knew who we were. There were some celebrities that knew who we were. It was fun. We had a good audience. We had a bunch of good people. People listened to the show, and then they slowly left the show because, you know, things declined. As we went through hosts and co-hosts and stuff like that, and people left. Uh, Some people did not like My Opinions, whether it be in the show or out of the show. Not my problem. Don't care if you can't separate the two. That's your problem. But the point of this thing today is to announce that I am going to start bringing back Roll for Initiative here on my Evil DM podcast call. I'm going to open it up to questions and comments, and let's talk about first edition Dungeons & Dragons. We're going to do a bunch of mini RFIs. So I figured today I would kick things off by looking through the player's handbook, the Idol edition, the original cover. And look on page eight, where Gary goes on to talk about the explanation and term usages of level. I found this little paragraph, it's maybe about half a page long, if that. <sighs> I found it quite interesting because of what it could have been versus what we have. Now he goes over and he goes over by saying that level is a term that has been has multiple meanings in the game system, and there was other points in the, their life of Avengers Dungeons and Dragons that they were thinking about maybe changing that. So quickly, obviously, level is indication of the character's power. You know, he begins at first and moves his way up. Level is also used to indicate the dungeon complexity beneath the ground, such as starting at the first level. The further you go down, all the way to whatever, 10th, 9th, 100th level, the harder. Usually the lower you get in the dungeon, the harder it gets, but it really depends on the DM and how he designed it. Level is also measured as for magical spell difficulty. First level spells are weaker than second level spells. As you progress in the level chart of spells, they get more powerful. Ninth level spells are supposed to be the ultimate power spells at the Mega, Wizards, and sorcerers out there use and keep to the secret shadows so only you as a first level character can dream about getting them or finding their books somewhere along the way. Hey, that's great adventures. I remember going on plenty of those adventures when I was a player back in the 80s, trying to find more spells because the great Joe DM, and I don't have Nick here to go, oh, but the great Joe DM would limit the number of spells that we were able to you know, have or use during an adventure. So it was a lot of fun having that mystery of trying to find out where these other spells were. But anyway, level is a spell difficulty. And then level as a gauge to the monster's potential threat. Relatively weak creatures, monsters with few hit points, limited or non-existent magical abilities, those which do little damage when attacking, and those which have weak or total lack, venom are are grouped together and... Old first level monsters, and then so on and so forth as they go, but I never really thought of monsters in levels, and it's not the same thing as encounters, like we saw uh in third edition when they started doing the fairness encounters, you know fair monsters, so you know it's appropriate, and they got that all from video games from everQuest and World of Warcraft how level-appropriate zones so you knew where you can go and be safe. That's not how Dungeons & Dragons works. And they continued this on through 4th and 5th, calling it various other names to try to hide the fact that it's just level-appropriate monsters. It's stupid. (laughs) And I get the idea behind it was for to bring new people in, especially video game people in, who had no experience being a Dungeon Master, how to pick certain monsters. Before we had to rely on modules, or we basically put whatever we wanted wherever we wanted, because that's how d and d works. Threat lurks around every corner, so monsters are there. you're supposed to run in D and d if you aren't powerful enough, you run in real life. Yes, I understand gaming is not real. Don't worry. <laughs> But if I'm going to attack my neighbor, I don't know how powerful he is. And maybe I can gauge it by taking a swing at him or her. I would never hurt a woman. But just for example, if I'm a she, she's a she. Taking a swing or whatever, and I notice that that person is able to dodge and weave and hit me back hard, I'd probably back off if this person was too much for me. That's how I would know this is a more powerful creature. But anyway, those are the four things that they list. and now. He goes on to finish this up by saying initially it was contemplated to term the character power as rank as opposed to level. Spell complexity was to be termed as power, and monster strength was to be termed as order. Thus, a ninth level character encountering a 7th level monster on the 8th dungeon level and attacking with a 4th level spell, the terminology would have been as follows. A ninth rank character encountered a 7th order monster on the 8th dungeon level and attacked it with a 4th power spell. So, it's interesting to think what could have been when they were designing up this game originally back in the 70s and 80s. We could have been looking at things as rank, power level, order, I mean, threat maybe? But I've never thought of monsters as threat levels, things like that. I've always used the hit dice, and we moved on from there. Please excuse the humming in the background. That's the mini-fridge here in the office. So if you do hear that, I apologize. But anyway, I think it would have been interesting. But level as it is basically works. It, it's a multi-use term that works for gaming I'm a level 1 character I'm using a level 1 spell this dungeon is level 1 level as far as where it is that monster that doesn't really work I don't know that still doesn't work that monster is level 1 hit dice I've always used hit dice for monsters and referenced it versus hit dice and what's appropriate hit dice maybe for a low level party I mean yeah you have to be somewhat fair as a dungeon master I mean right somewhat fair If you're an evil DM, no. If you're a normal DM, probably. Is it a struggle DM versus player? Some will say yes, some will say no. I do know that this concept of how Gary's said it could have been, rank, power, strength, order, things like that, would have been interesting. And looking back to the what if, I kind of like the idea of this just how it is. I I, I don't know. It just, it makes me think about D&D and I sit here thinking about it and thinking about old adventures and if I, what if I called this this and I called it that. I don't know. I found it really interesting and just wanted to share that little thought with you guys today. Well, that's going to be it for the first RFI Mini, number one. Uh, Tell me what you think. Go ahead to uh, theevildm.com. You can click on the, Contact form there, or you can go ask the DM at the theevildm.com is my email address, or you can go to Anchor.fm/slash theevildm and leave a voicemail by just going into the app and clicking leave voicemail or something like that. It's pretty really, pretty easy to do it. Just a matter of looking at it. Uh, I think the website does it as well. You just have to have a microphone attached. Or you can do it from your phone. A lot of people do it from their phone. Uh, you can also support me by going to theevildm.com/support or go to Anchor and support me there. Uh, with that said, I'm going to say keep it original, keep it old school, and uh, good night, everybody.